0: Easy Money was released on August 22, 1983, and in its opening weekend, it famously knocked National Lampoon's Vacation out of the number one spot, where it had resided for three weeks. Ronnie Dangerfield was a famous and well-respected comic for decades before his breakout role in 1980's Caddyshack. In Easy Money, we see him return to the big screen in the lead role playing Monty, a baby photographer, whose party-animal, gambling-attic ways aren't appreciated by his wealthy mother-in-law. When she grows tired of his antics, she, spoiler alert, fakes her death, promising her $10 million department store chain fortune to her daughter and Monty, but only if he's able to reform his ways for one year. He faces a number of hilarious challenges along the way, which culminates in creating a successful everyman's clothing line, but leaves him realizing that money doesn't make you happy.
1: This is Dangerfield's first screenplay that he wrote alongside Dennis Blair, Michael Endler, and P.J. O'Rourke. Directed by James Signorelli, the film co starred Joe Pesci, Candice Azara, Jeffrey Jones, Tom Noonan, Val Avery, Jennifer Jason Lee, and Taylor Negron.
0: Roger Ebert gave the film a mixed rating, 2.5 out of 4 stars. While Dangerfield had many funny scenes, Ebert felt the film was poorly edited and suffered by blunting the cynical and hard-edged elements of Dangerfield's stage persona in an attempt to make him more likable.
1: Critic Gene Siskel gave the film 3 out of 4 stars. He wrote that the big discovery is that Rodney Dangerfield, unlike most stand-up comics, does not need dialogue to be funny. He's funny just standing still, or his version of standing still, which includes nervous twitching, profuse sweating, pained expressions, and rolling of the eyes. Siskel also called Easy Money a film that's easy to like and also praised Pesci's performance, calling him the unsung hero of Easy Money, an actor whose very appearance gives this little film a lot of class.
0: First impressions, First impressions. of Easy Money, Rodney Dangerfield and Joe Pesci.
1: I guess I've never seen Rodney Dangerfield's comedy or anything else he's been in.
0: He's a a particular taste.
1: Mm -hmm. It took me a while to warm up to it. There were some funny bits that I liked, but a lot of the jokes, or at least some of them, don't hold up.
0: There's yeah, there's definitely a few parts that do not hold up.
1: I also not a not not a, a fan of the ending.
0: Not a huge Rodney Dangerfield fan. I know he's a very well-respected comic uh, from his time. I feel like he's just playing Rodney Dangerfield in this movie. In fact, I was skimming the trivia. He even said that this character is probably the closest to who he is in real life, which is a little concerning. Doesn't mean he's not funny, just not quite my taste. There were some funny bits in the movie. Yeah, I, I think, do. honestly, nice. the most enjoyable part for the movie for me was Joe Pesci. So that's that's cool, because mm-hmm. he's what brought us to this movie. Mm-hmm. Of course, Easy Money is a replacement for Half Nelson, which we would be reviewing today had we been able to find Half Nelson anywhere. anywhere. It turns out it's a made-for-TV movie, so not as easy to find as we expected. Yes, we should have done a little more homework on that. So we replaced it with a film that came out a couple years mm-hmm. earlier, this was Joe Pesci's first comedy. He got to show off his comedy chops. He,
1: he was funny. I think that's why I warmed up a little bit, because of his character.
0: Yeah, definitely. It was fine. I It was fine. Th- this was a vehicle for jokes. Yes. That's what this movie was. Mm-hmm. Don't think we'll spend a heck of a lot of time diving deep into this movie, because there's not much to really unpack.
1: No.
0: Uh, let's take maybe a shallow dive into easy money on today's fourth episode i'm peter i'm shay you're listening listening to to stellar Stellar Alignment. alignment Easy Money! Hi, welcome to Stellar Alignment Episode 4. We will be taking a dive into Easy Money today (laughs) with Mr. Rodney Dangerfield and the great Joe Pesci, Mm -hmm. who for me was the highlight of this movie. He was
1: the best part of the, yeah.
0: Let's get started. The beginning of the movie was a little confusing. Right, right out of the gate, confusing. The first thing we get is Rodney Dangerfield taking photos at a child's birthday party and asks the little girl, how old are you?
1: This many. She fingers. holds up one hand.
0: Five, five fingers. Five fingers, yeah. And he says, call me when you're this many, and flashes 20 fingers. Yep. So, cool. What? Awesome start to this movie.
1: Wow. Nothing
0: like a good old-fashioned pedophile joke that set the tone i think for both because we paused the movie immediately when that happened and we're just like what what and that set the initial tone for Mm -hmm.
1: us then he goes up to the little girl who knows where these parents are right now um who knows what his role is because we don't as an audience know quite
0: Mm.
1: he's talking about why she's sad giving her relationship advice for this other little kid that just bonked her in the head yeah. It, it seemed a little odd out there. I think
0: it's supposed to be endearing for him, but I don't think it really, it just came off as weird because you don't really know who he is. And he just made this joke about, call me when you're 20. Like,
1: yeah, weird.
0: To a five-year-old.
1: <laughs> yeah. Yeah. He had a bunny hand puppet to cheer her up. Yeah. Or, you know, if you were a photographer to keep the kids looking at the camera, but she, he was like crouched right next to there. And this little boy, calling this little boy a mama's boy, and you're, you are deserve better and stuff. He holds up this little bunny, and a couple joints fall out of it. Right. Which, where are the parents? One.
0: Why would you store your joints inside of a puppet that you're using? At, your, for your work. I didn't, this, it was just a way for them to be like...
1: And you know that puppet smells like weed. Hey. The whole, Like, you can... Probably smell him from a mile away. Right. Why did they even let this guy into their house? I
0: have no idea. That's one of my first notes. Why would anyone hire him to photograph their children?
1: That's a great question.
0: We move into opening credit scene where we see apparently his
1: portfolio. Portfolio a mess.
0: He's a, a baby photographer.
1: Yes, there's right? a bunch of Gleason baby photos uh, stamped on a bunch of stationery and receipts.
0: Mm-hmm. One of the other highlights of the movie, which is Billy Joel's song, Easy Money, playing. Okay. We see that he owes people money, that people owe him. He's There's got, some underwear yeah, tucked pa- in the A pair the of panties portfolio. that pop out. I guess it's just giving us an idea of what he does for a living he
1: is a baby he photographer. Pho-
0: photographs children and babies for a living. Also is kind of a mess that drinks and smokes and just doesn't have his shit together.
1: Next scene we see this older wealthy woman.
0: We see her walk in through the a department store mm-hmm. called Monahan's and she is Mrs. Monahan's owner of Monahan's department store.
1: She's going over her agenda.
0: Going over a list with her assistant.
1: Later we find out. We find
0: out is named Clive, played by Jeffrey Jones, Mr. Rooney, for any Ferris Bueller's Day Off fans. He is the woman's nephew, we find out in a few scenes as well. First, he just seems like her assistant. And they're going over an agenda together, and, and she's making it very known to the audience that she's not a very good person. She's
1: like a tyrant,
0: yeah. not
1: caring about her employees, like a, a, willing to blow people off. and
0: Alpha, businesswoman, Meryl Streep, and Devil Wears Prada. Sure, sure. right. Yeah. Successful
1: yeah. because she's a hard-ass.
0: That type of character. They're talking about having to go to her granddaughter's wedding. wedding.
1: She hopes that... Her husband will be better than the husband that her daughter chose. Cut to Rodney, Rodney Dangerfield, Dangerfield in, in a wedding, wedding
0: dress. dress. Rodney Dangerfield in a wedding dress is funny. Sure. Drinking a beer. Uh, smoking
1: a cigarette.
0: Why is he in a wedding dress? Because... It's unlucky for the bride to wear the wedding dress before her wedding. Thought it was unlucky for the groom to see the bride in the wedding dress. Yeah,
1: you get your dress tailored. You should be the one
0: you have to try it on the first time to pick Uh, it out, right?
1: We're getting this idea that maybe the bride Is shaped like Rodney Dangerfield, which is also not the
0: case. No, because it's Jennifer Jason Leigh. Yeah. I believe probably is the most notable role she's done after Fast Times at Ridgemont High at this point.
1: Makes no sense.
0: Yeah, no, it's it's just a way for them to put Dangerfield in a wedding dress. Because that's funny.
1: The mother is coming to town. Mm. She's probably going to be staying with them. Mm -hmm. It's probably going to be uncomfortable. He needs to call his friend, but he's got to fight for the bathroom from like his youngest daughter we find out this house is full of women his wife and his two young young daughters and it
0: seems to be a happy home yes it's really just the mother-in-law who's not happy with him he's not a great guy he smokes weed he makes inappropriate jokes to five-year-olds he's not
1: financially stable exactly
0: yeah but it seems like his wife and his daughters love and care for him kicks his daughter out of the bathroom so he can call his buddy Nikki.
1: And smoke a and
0: smoke a roach, which it was pretty. This is a funny sight gag where yeah. he
1: there's the little roach hotel. He shakes out an, a roach like a like a little
0: marijuana,
1: marijuana. ooh, like a tiny half-smoked marijuana joint. Jeez. Cool tip
0: for anyone out there uses an eyelash curler as a roach clip. Hmm. Interesting, never, interesting never use. Saw that again. Never seen mm-hmm. that happen. So he calls up his buddy Nikki, who's played by Joe, Joe Pesci, Pesci, and the first. Thing we see is joe pesci holding the phone up to his ear trimming his armpit hair <laughs> very meticulously he's measuring them against each other yes to going see back if they're the forth, same um, switching
1: ears so that he can trim the next one his yeah. hair on his head is
0: immaculate
1: it's wonderful yes super high not Col- a hair out of place. classic
0: greaser very classy yeah and- I he
1: started warming up around this yes part.
0: i I immediately liked Joe Pesci's character. Rodney Dangerfield, I can take him or leave him. I've never been a big fan of his, but Pesci's going to save the movie for
1: me. <laughs> He's calling Nikki to pick him up before his mother-in-law gets there. After he hangs up, he continues to like trim his iron pay hair. I thought it was a
0: He continued to do it. Yeah, yeah. I thought
1: it was a cool a
0: good. Dangerfield thing. tosses on a shirt heading towards the front door so he can get out of there before the mother-in-law shows up. There's a ring at the doorbell, and he thinks it's Nikki.
1: That was fast. You
0: just hung up the phone with him, like, ten seconds could ago. could have
1: been in the neighborhood.
0: But Damn. it's the mother-in-law who's at the front door.
1: Yeah, he's mid-cursing sentence.
0: I want to he, get out of here before my fucking, fucking mother-in-law mother or whatever. Opens
1: the door. Yeah. Oh, it's her and yep. her assistant. We find out later is the nephew. They go tit for tat for like insults when she comes in, yeah. and she ends up saying, uh, "You're an ecological menace."
0: Yeah, he says you were the inspiration for twin beds. Which
1: huh? I think also both funny. both
0: good lines. Mm-hmm. Yeah, the movie's funny. Yes, like we there are definitely funny parts to this movie. There's funny gags. There's bits. There's some good one-liners. It's just as far as a movie goes, meh. Yeah.
1: So Nikki pulls up, he honks his horn. It's a good excuse for,
0: for Dangerfield. For to Monty like, to yeah. get out of there. And it's funny. This is the second movie with a Monty and With Honors. Yep. And Monty in Easy Money.
1: Must have been a popular name.
0: I've never met anybody I've named met Monty, Monty or Montgomery or anything like that. Monty's like, I got to go to job. A, a job real quick. So they head to a photo shoot for like a two-year-old. And then at least in this scene, we we do kind of get a little bit of a glimpse. He's, he's good with the kid. He's good with the kid. He's making faces with the kid. He's getting to like, he's less of a creep now, which is maybe makes him more Endearing, likable. Endearing, yeah. yeah. He's not a full dirtbag. Dirt yeah. And then I think they had to go pick up the wedding cake from yes, there,
1: which they have a hard time getting out the door the because first place.
0: it is ridiculously large <laughs> and un- it's it's Christmas. super unnecessary. But it's obviously a sight gag, mm-hmm. and they're like carrying it all like
1: pastia yep. oh, on oh, one oh, side, Dangerfield on the other. They take up the whole sidewalk and
0: both hip check a woman like two, over the the hedges on two
1: women on either side. Yeah, it's funny. I actually wrote a, a note. Peter grudgingly thinks this is funny.
0: They get the cake in the back of the van, and then they head over to Louie's bar to see their friend Louie, who's a bartender, and their buddy Patty, played by Tom Noonan, who I recognize from Last Action Hero. He plays the Ripper. He's been in a lot of other things, but that's, I think, the thing that I noticed him first. It's funny, when I watch movies as an adult, I see specific actors, and I can almost always remember the first time I remember seeing them in something. But then, of course, you find out, like, oh, they've been acting for decades in other roles. And it's just, this is one of those ones where it's like, hey, he played the Ripper in Last Action Hero. But apparently this role for this character, Patty, was originally going to be played by Bill Murray. But he didn't end up doing it.
1: I feel like Bill Murray would have stolen the show, too.
0: Possibly. It, the, the character's not, he doesn't have a lot in the movie. Mm-hmm uh it actually in 1983 like i think bill murray's already becoming a pretty big star this role kind of seems beneath him small yeah
1: that makes sense they're heading to the horse track to place the bet on a sure thing
0: the day before his his daughter's wedding he's heading to the horse track yes to, Um, to gamble
1: They're about to park. Their spot gets snaked by some bros in a tiny faster car.
0: In a convertible. Yeah. They pull in there. And then Bonnie goes, Nikki, take care of it. And he he just pulls forward and pushes pushes the convertible over into a ditch. Yep. And then that's it. The scene ends. No consequences. They place a bet.
1: The man in front of them takes forever. They almost don't get a bet in.
0: Yeah. So, another bit that was just kind of funny, but
1: kind of annoying.
0: They watch the race. The number six horse is in the the lead by five lengths, right? And then all of a sudden, the jockey's like pulling back on the horse and drops him all the way to last place. Like dragging
1: his feet. Yeah, we're going to win. We're going to win. On the ground. And obviously trying to throw the race.
0: Which is completely illegal. And then they, again, they don't cover it. After that, I was like, what is this? Why would the jockey do this? It makes no sense. I
1: think it was just an exaggeration. Like, I was like,
0: they're going to win money? Oh, they don't. Now they they they're not going to win money. money. Like, okay. Yeah. But for what reason? I think the only reason that they had this happen is when the jockey finishes the race and he rides by where they're sitting in the stands, Pesci jumps out and pulls him off the horse, off the carriage. And attacks him. And attacks him. And this is the, the first in... A gag that goes throughout the movie of Pesci being a little scrapper yep. and getting into fights and constantly. Whenever Pesci Yeah. Whenever Pesci gets angry and Jumps fights someone, it
1: is pretty funny. It's
0: hilarious. It is pre- I don't know. In this movie explain it. and any other movie he's been in.
1: That's that's probably true.
0: They leave the horse track and the next thing we know we're at home with the family.
1: Who's having dinner without the father.
0: Right. With with the mother in law. It's awkward. She's wondering where...
1: Where he is? He is. The youngest daughter says he's at a baby shoot. What kind of baby is up at 9 o'clock at night? And what
0: kind of people are eating dinner at 9 o'clock at night?
1: Yeah, right. That's you. Cut to... He's at a strip club. Strip club.
0: Yeah. The Patty character leans over and talks to one of the dancers, and the bouncer comes over and is like, Hey, what are you doing? He didn't even touch her. He's just talking to her, which is totally okay. Probably. It's no touchy not no talkie
1: he invites her to have dinner with his mom
0: yeah and so the bouncer comes over and then pesci's like hey what are you doing that's my friend and he gets all riled up again Mm -hmm. like pesci does so still funny still funny they cut back to the family and the
1: mother and the daughter who's about to get married getting the dessert together in the kitchen She looks a little concerned about her wedding night.
0: And the mom's like, didn't your father talk to you about this? Why would her father have the sex talk with her? It's so weird. The mom's like, okay, well, what do you want to know? She says, yeah, have you ever heard of foreplay?
1: The mom's like, no, not with your father.
0: And then that's kind of the end (laughs) of it. That's it. And then they go
1: back to dinner.
0: They cut back to just Monty and Nikki. They're gambling. They're up a lot of money. And Nikki's like, yeah, let's walk away. And then Monty puts it down and says, double or nothing, and then loses everything, which is just another indication of just how not together he has it. Yes. They walk out, and Nikki's like, yeah, whatever. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Let's move on. I'm hungry. And they get in the the van, and they smoke some weed, and then they drive around around looking for some diners. They get to the first diner. It's closed. Lucky's is, is closed. Lucky's is closed. Go to Pops.
1: So they go to Pops. Pops has a sign up. Pops died. Go to Lucky's. Yeah. They find this other diner with the lights on. Um, you can see
0: part of a sign. It says "open." See part of the word "hours." The lights go off, and then they cut to the sign. It says "open twenty-three, 23 hours. hours." It's just ridiculous. It's still funny. It's it's a it's funny gag, but it's yeah. just dumb. They get back into the van. They're both starving, so Pesci reaches back and like grabs some frosting from the cake, which by the way is still in the back of the van. Cause the wedding is the next day. Monty says, "No, what are you doing? You can't eat. That's my daughter's cake." And Peshi says, "I'm just gonna, I'm just gonna lick the bride." And Monty's like, "You can't do that. That's my daughter." And he's like, "It's a little plastic thing. It's not your daughter." As a stoned conversation is is pretty funny. <laughs>
1: Eventually, drunk driving mm-hmm. leads to them ruining the cake.
0: They crash. They crash, and the cake is destroyed.
1: He he does a quick stop. And he hits his head and he says, ouch, I hit my head.
0: <laughs> and he's
1: like laughing.
0: Laughing hysterically. <laughs> <laughs> laughing
1: hysterically. And I thought it was so funny. And then a car is coming. And a car comes
0: and hits so them. So they have
1: to go forward and they crash again. And
0: That's when they destroy them. the cake. And again, no consequence. It's the next day suddenly. No
1: one even talks about the cake. No
0: one mentions Nothing. that bride's father destroyed the cake. It's just not even it's a not thing. A- We're at the church for the wedding. and
1: Monty's hungover. He takes some Tylenol or Advil and he downs it with holy water. Yeah, while they're standing there.
0: Yeah, another silly gag is the
1: loud crying. The
0: groom's mother is just hysterically crying the whole time, super loud loud, over
1: everything. Another little funny bit: uh, he goes to give his pocket square to his wife, who is crying, and Mm. the only part of it that's Cloth is the top and the rest is a little tab that says rent-a-tux.
0: Yeah, that was funny. They don't really mention this in the movie that this woman is his mother. But the woman sitting next to Pesci apparently is his mother. And it's Catherine Scorsese, who is Martin Scorsese's real mother, who plays Pesci's mother in Goodfellas. So a little bit of trivia there. That's
1: cool. After the wedding, though.
0: We head to the reception. to the reception. Which, which is, is at their house. At their house. Yep.
1: This is the best part of the mm. whole movie, I think. It's Robert, it's Rodney Dangerfield dancing. It is so great. its just such a spaz. He's such a spaz. Yeah, I don't so even
0: like sporadic. How and, does he? Yeah, he he, just, da- like, he dances like that in every movie. He's and he really? does that. Yeah, he does it in Caddyshack. <gasps> it's
1: so funny. Yeah, he just like why, dances his way off the. That's why he does it in every movie he's in. in the yard, he's super sweaty. It's. He's sweaty the whole movie. Yeah. It's bizarre. But he's such a spaz. And
0: then they send the bride and groom off on their honeymoon.
1: Yep. Which is at a motel in Which, town.
0: Yeah, they get there and she's like, our first motel room. And it's dingy and it's got one of the mm-hmm. vibrating beds. Yeah, like the like, moving bed. Is this your honeymoon? Or is it just to go to a shitty motel? Yep. Then they're cutting back and forth between them at the motel and the rest of the reception. He gets gotcha. up on the stage where the band is playing... And he sings Phunukili uh, Phunukila. Phunukili Phunukila. Mm. Blah 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 We're definitely going to leave that in.
1: Yes. Gold.
0: My question is, why isn't Pesci singing?
1: He's on stage. Yeah. He... I feel why are like we like listening to Rodney Dangerfield
0: when we have Pesci's pipes right next to him?
1: Missed opportunity.
0: Absolutely. I have a note. At least I tried to get a little bit of character depth here and it's like he's a man in love with living and his mother-in-law despises him for it enjoys the the simple things in life like a a party in your backyard and hanging out with your buddies and playing poker and you know getting drunk and going to strip clubs yeah (laughs) you know the simple things in life smoking weed Gambling, gambling, your family's money away, making pedophile jokes, the simple things. Mm-hmm. These types of, yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. Yeah. We cut back to
1: Honeymoon, which is funny. I,
0: I had, like, what does the whole honeymoon wedding night have to do with the what story the of her father? What is
1: side story have to do with anything? It I think, doesn't. I think There's it just pads
0: the movie. It makes the movie longer. Yeah. There was a funny point there. About to consummate, she puts on some negligee and walks out. Julio, who's played by Taylor Negron, who's a pretty underrated comedic actor. He was in a lot of stuff, and he died early at at 57. He's always just like a small side character, but his characters are always funny. funny. Yeah. Uh, Most notably for me is, and again, probably the first thing I remember him from, is Angels in the Outfield.
1: She's super nervous. She doesn't want to do it. Yeah. So he tells a little story. My cousin knew a guy. And the guy went out with a virgin for six months. And on their wedding night, after they got married, they wanted to consummate the marriage. The woman wouldn't let him. And in the morning, they found the guy dead in the bed next to her.
0: They found the guy dead. Dead. And he's like, I don't want to die.
1: I don't want to die.
0: <laughs> but she's feeling pressured and she's never had sex. So she's scared and... Mm-hmm. He gets a little upset with her, and she ends up running back home. Yeah. And that's kind of the end of that there.
1: Middle of the night, Dangerfield is having a dream. Yeah. And he's kind of talking in his sleep, and he's like, Nicky, no.
0: (laughs) Nicky, don't don't do it. Don't do it. Leave him alone. Leave him alone. We think he's having a dream about holding Joe Pesci's character back from just getting into another scrap with someone, which is kind of funny. But the phone rings. He picks up the phone. It's the mother-in-law's lawyer and she's died in a plane crash apparently
1: at the will reading mm. we find out that the assistant is actually the nephew is the and nephew the daughter's cousin
0: he only gets five thousand dollars a year from her for the rest
1: of his life for the rest of his but life
0: that's it. which he's very unhappy about mm-hmm. he thinks he deserves more basically works for her yes the rest of her inheritance which is worth 10 million dollars the whole department store line she's leaving to her daughter and monty the family if if this is a big if he can stop drinking smoking cigarettes doing drugs gambling philandering and brings his weight down to 175 pounds yeah which at first he's like oh i can't do that and they're like ah it's a 10 million dollars it's only a year i yeah the note i have here is what's the problem you're gonna get ten million dollars, and you just have to stay sober and not gamble for a year. Get your shit together, man.
1: Right?
0: Like, how hard is that? So he's like, "Oh, I'll do it for my family." I'm like, yeah, good for you. You I- shouldn't have even had to think about it.
1: <laughs> he goes to a bunch of people to get advice. Right. Like, and everyone's All of his like, friends yeah, are like, "Yeah, do, do it. it. Do what it for you, your family."
0: What? And uh, we see a, a very quick cameo from Frank Vincent, who also in Goodfellas with Joe Pesci among other things, but him and Pesci also had a comedy duo in the 70s for about five or six years. Never really heard any other stuff, but just a random thing for Frank Vincent to pop up in literally like two seconds. He had one quick line. Then we come to the first day that he's trying this new way of life. No smoking, drinking, eating better. One of the first things he does is steps outside and they live in a duplex, Right next door, he sees a woman topless, busty. sunbathing, like super, super busty, busty, unnecessarily. Mm-hmm. And of course, no philandering. He heads out front and meets her, her husband. husband. And the husband casually was like, hey, I can get you whatever you need. Apparently, he's a drug dealer. All of these temptations r- given to him right away, I thought that this was the cousin Clive, Clive. Jeffrey Jones, was going to create these hurdles to make it even harder for him to make it a year, but then we don't see The Neighbors ever again.
1: Ever again. One of those bits that never pop up again. Not part of the storyline. I feel
0: like that would have been a better movie. (laughs) (laughs)
1: Yeah.
0: Basically, he hangs out with other lowlifes that just drink and smoke and gamble all the time, and none of them are willing to change any of their ways, so it just makes it much harder for him. Probably, yeah. Yeah. And then after that, we've got uh, more pedophile jokes.
1: That's also my next note.
0: They're in the park, Nikki and Monty, Pesci and Dangerfield. And they're talking about him needing to be a good father. Yes. And then they look over and they see a gentleman with his son sitting on a park bench. He's like, take a look at this father over here. And then the next thing you see is a, a woman and a policeman run up to them. And they said, there's my son and like pulls him away and then the guy on the bench is like, I don't know, he just came over and sat on my lap.
1: <laughs> wow. Okay.
0: This is, I'm going to be honest, is where my notes start to dwindle.
1: So there's a couple of montage scenes. Nikki setting up a stationary bike and he goes on the stationary bike and it becomes not stationary and he crashes, crashes in, in the christmas tree. tree. you know yeah. like little things like just that. just to show
0: that time is going by exactly. you know we see his youngest daughter circling the calendar exactly. for each day that he's
1: countdown
0: sober and everything
1: julio makes a couple attempts to win back allison
0: yeah this is the side plot that has nothing to do with the main plot and it's funny ish they do like a you know, below her window thing, and his cousin comes his along. His cousin's
1: in the bush. Every time he his cousin feeds him lines or talks to him, the bush moves. Like, talking to him. Very funny. They sneak into the upstairs bathroom. Right. Just to, like...
0: Why the cousin has to go with him, no I No idea. But they get up there, and then Dangerfield tries to go into the bathroom, and they block it. They literally,
1: it. like, hold the door closed. And then
0: Julio's like,
1: we're in here! <laughs> okay.
0: And then Dangerfield's just like, huh? But then walks away anyways. And then the cousin heads back out the window, breaks the pipe which has electrical connected to mm-hmm. it, falls. It's very loud.
1: Very loud. Electricity and power is like sparking, and then power goes out. And of then house. it just
0: cuts to the next day again. No consequence. No consequence to anything that just random happened. Random bit. Just a random funny bit.
1: A lot of Joe Pesci jokes, I feel like, have been very deadpan, mm. and he really sells it. The group are there. They're all eating like disgusting big meals and he's got a junior salad dangerfield yeah and it has like two olives and it's like iceberg lettuce and that's it joe pesci trying to be inspirational or whatever puts out his cigarette and he's like you know what, this isn't going to be my master you know kind of trying to encourage him he immediately takes out another cigarette yeah and lights it up young's daughter is playing the violin yes the scales
0: playing the scales this was a, this was a funny gag too she's playing the scales not well and he's in the other room cuz he, he's trying to find something to occupy his time other than gambling and drinking and philandering so he's building a model airplane and as she's poorly playing the scales he's like twitching along to the music and he's trying to paint it, paint it but, but he's just, just following along, swing. which is pretty funny. Like, it, it was... They did it for a long time and it was one of those things that just became funnier the longer he did it. And then the next thing you know, he, like, picks up a knife and he's, like, pointing like, the knife at like his, like his he, face. He hits he's like
1: out of control.
0: Twitching it.
1: And it's coming closer yeah. and closer. And
0: then Nikki walks in and, and it's like, what are you doing? And saves him from the knife. But he's cracking up because... Yeah. He can't go a year without drinking and doing drugs mm-hmm. and smoking. Like, oh, my goodness.
1: So Pesci wants to put it in perspective. He takes him to the store that they're going to inherit if mm. he's successful.
0: Right. And Pesci needs to look for a shirt, apparently. Mm. Oh, yep. Yeah. And they go and they talk to the salesperson who, another weird gag, the salesperson looks exactly like the mannequin on the counter. He's dressed the same. They're both bald. bald. He's looking for just a regular black shirt, and they don't have anything because this store is too classy. Fancy. And they kind of cause a ruckus. The security gets called on them. But then Monty tells them, tell Clive I'm here. He gets kicked upstairs to Clive, who's in a board meeting. Monty and Nikki get brought up to the meeting. Clive is kind of making fun of them a little bit.
1: Clive's definitely trying to manipulate something mm. into anything that he maybe can use to humiliate him so yeah. that he kind of gives up yeah and realizes this isn't the place for him
0: you're just a, a regular low-class every every man and so they bring up this idea is like well if you can't find what you're looking for here then what would you wear and dangerfield just tells him the type of clothing that that he wears yep. so they decide like okay let's make an everyman clothing line based yeah. on your styles so he
1: puts the whole thing into motion.
0: Yeah, they start with the trying the idea on that he's going to
1: try and embarrass him. Yeah. embarrass Dangerfield. And
0: during during this scene, they've got Dangerfield trying on clothes. They're measuring him. After that, we get an actual fashion show. Right? We
1: do. Yes.
0: They've um, created this line, and they have models, and they're at a fashion show, and Clive, they're wearing these ridiculous clothes that Dangerfield has created.
1: Clive invited his friends, Dangerfield's friends. But in a way that made them feel like they're just hurting his cause. Mm. So no one shows up for him
0: in support. The people that do show up are snobs and they just laugh at all these clothes. And at this point, Monty gets fed up and he leaves and he's like, that's it. I'm not doing this anymore. He's over it. He's like, the money's not worth it. And he's going to go head to the bar to get drunk. He leaves and then Julio shows up again trying to get his wife back
1: he's got a gun he's got a
0: tiny little pea shooter it's
1: his cousin's idea once again
0: yeah why he doesn't want a gun but
1: but he has a gun now
0: and Dangerfield's like where are you going with that gun and they struggle and dangerfield not even struggle it's dumb (laughs) dangerfield gets shot in the ass
1: cut to he's in the hospital bullet shot wound in In the butt hanging They've
0: got this harness underneath, like his stomach and and his hips. So his ass is in the air, like on all fours. But he's not actually on the bed. He's like suspended just above the bed, which is just ridiculous. So ridiculous. This is like the big resolution.
1: A lot of things happen all at once.
0: Julio and Allison walk in, and they've made up.
1: Resolved. Allison is so impressed that Julio would even try to attempt murdering her father so, saying right. it was romantic yeah. they're super into each other again
0: clive shows up and he's wearing
1: like a bowling shirt and apparently sort
0: of. the everyman clothing line actually worked and people love it and
1: it was a hit so he's got to be in the hospital for the next five weeks and oh. the youngest daughter does the math and is like that's perfect
0: because <laughs> then then he hits his ear because year. then
1: he'll hit the ear
0: and then we see them in a yacht
1: and he's super successful because he designed that line too yeah They're they're on the yacht,
0: and now it seems like maybe Clive's working for them. But Clive's on the yacht; he's seasick. Except they're docked.
1: Yeah, he's super seasick. Everybody else is having the time of their life, but
0: they're docked. They're not even out in the water.
1: Dangerfield's friends are all there, still drinking, smoking, doing horrible things. Why
0: not? Clive like leans over to puke over the side, and then we see him like freak out because. In walks the mother-in-law.
1: Ah, uh, surprise!
0: It was a trick the whole time. She was
1: never dead,
0: right? She, she just they,
1: manipulated him into they becoming faked a sober. a plane crash,
0: right? So this was her way of protecting her daughter and her grandkids, sure, sure. And getting Monty to
1: sober up and
0: leave his old ways. She's very proud of him, and she says, "Now I'll be moving in with you, and we'll make sure that you continue to do it." cut to a mansion yes they're all sitting around having dinner and he's having sort of disappointing Mm -hmm. dinner that decides that he's gonna go on a walk and then go to bed yep and he kisses his wife goodnight his daughter and then goes over and kisses his (laughs) mother-in-law very
1: out of character we thought it was a dream I thought, I, thought it, it was, yeah. I thought it was
0: either a dream or now he's gonna leave and go meet up with the boys and Which that's what happens. he does he leaves and the boys are like living in the basement or something yeah
1: there's pizza poker yeah. smoke drink down there what'd
0: you say to her this time and he's like oh, I just told her that her perfume was really getting to me and that I wondered if I married her daughter to get to her ha 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 and then he's like you know it's funny I used to not want to kiss my mother on the face, now I'm kissing her ass! And then freeze-frame and we cut to the credits. Best part of the song. Yeah, so easy money. Lots of funny bits, there's good jokes, not a solid movie in my opinion. Happy to see Joe Pesci again. He was only in a few minutes of Once Upon a Time in America. However, that didn't matter because Once Upon a Time in America was phenomenal. This movie, a little lighter. It was okay. It was just okay. Let's rate this movie. We weren't able to find easy money on Rotten Tomatoes. It's an older movie and Rotten Tomatoes, I think, is painstakingly going through old movies and pulling together reviews to try and give critic reviews and audience scores. The only thing that we were able to find was Wikipedia says that Rotten Tomatoes has a 64% approval rating, which I'm not even sure what that means because that's not a term that they use. But we do have an IMDb. It's got a 6.2, which again would be basically 62%. So very close to that 64 that Wikipedia is claiming. It did really well in the box office. During my research, I, th- I think it said close to $30 million in the box office. If any any of you remember, Once Upon a Time in America only made about $5.3 million in the domestic box office, so this movie made a lot more than it. For me, this is a 1 out of 12.
1: That will go, yep, 1 out of 12 for, for me too. For both of us. Mm-hmm. That's going to be a 1 for Same me for too, me.
0: dog. We've got our bookends, though, because we both gave Once Upon a Time in America a 12, and now we've got Easy Money with a 1. On the so opposite end. Now we have to find out what goes in, in between. The middle. It's a shame that we didn't get a chance to see Half Nelson, but we saw another...
1: Movie that we didn't see? A little
0: see? yeah unknown movie that we never would have watched otherwise. Mm-hmm. So that's the whole point of this show, isn't it?
1: Yeah, whether we like it or not.
0: So join us next week, uh, Thursday. Of course, we will be talking about Casino, Ooh. which I'm super excited about. I've only seen it once. It was like
1: I've never seen it.
0: Twenty years ago, you've never seen Mm-mm. it. Another Scorsese. Actually, it's going to be our first Scorsese movie
1: of this. Yep.
0: Because we got a lot of them to come. Some more Bobby De Niro.
1: Cool. And cool. of course,
0: the great Joe Pesci. If you're listening to us on any number of the podcast platforms to rate and review us, that really helps get us exposed to other people that might enjoy the type of podcast that we provide. Yes. If you're watching us on YouTube, please subscribe and, and like. like us as well. And leave a comment too. We'd love to hear from you. Mm-hmm. Otherwise, you got anything else?
1: We're still on the lookout for our next celebrity to
0: follow yeah we've got a few suggestions and a few ideas of our own for who we're going to follow joe pesci with Mm -hmm. if you have a suggestion we'd love to hear it you can comment on our videos in youtube and let us know who you think should come next or if you want to hit us up on instagram we're at stellar alignment podcast just send us a dm Thank you all for listening, and we will see you next Thursday for Casino. Bye. Bye. No, we can't do that.
1: We can't do that. You're right.
0: I mean, we can. It's just a word. It's bye. 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 We could do it differently, though. Bye. 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 bye, 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 bye. No. You don't like that? Bye. No. Why not?
1: Bye.
0: Bye.
1: Bye, Billy.
0: I hope you find your dad. That's not Billy, it's Buddy. <laughs> bye, bye, Buddy. Bye, Buddy. I hope you find your dad. Okay, bye. <laughs> National Lampoon out of the number. It famously knocked National Lampoon's vacation out of the number one spot. Why is that so hard to say?
1: Everything is hard to say.
0: She, spoiler alert. thou no. Spoiler alert.
1: Spoiler alert.